fake news, the lamestream media, and the enemy of the people are just a few of the names you've probably heard our corporate mainstream media be called, not only by Donald Trump, but also by the people of this country and people all around the world. In today's episode, I'm going to dive into who owns and controls our corporate media and how they divide the nation. I'm your host, Amanda Ensing, and you are tuning in to Liberty Before Lipstick. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Liberty Before Lipstick. Today, we are going to talk all about the fake news. And fake news is one of the first things that red-pilled me or woke me up to the corruption happening in our country. I remember when Donald Trump got into office, he would always say, fake news, fake news, fake news. Most of you listening realize this by now, but the mainstream media is made up of biased propaganda. It's not bipartisan. It's definitely partisan. And I don't care how you vote. If you paid attention at all, you've been able to see clearly the bias in the media, especially from Trump administration to Biden administration. It is more clear now than it ever was before when Trump was telling us that they are fake news. So who owns the media? Who controls what we listen to and what we watch and where we get our news from? So there's what media calls the big six, and these are essentially the six corporations that own the media. The big six refer to the six media giants that control 90% of what we read, watch, or listen to. These six companies are GE, News Corp, Disney, Viacom, Time Warner, and CBS. The estimated value of these six companies put together is $430 billion. Think about that for a second. If these companies were to form their own country, it would be one of the wealthiest countries in the world. Six companies. Just for a reference, in 1983, 90% of American media was owned by 50 different companies. In 2011, that same 90% is controlled by six companies, the six that I just mentioned. So these media companies own print, such as newspapers and magazines, They own television and film, so your channels, ABC, Disney, video gaming, music, internet, non-media, investments. I mean, they control everything for the most part. There are about 331 million people in the United States of America. In 2014, it was reported that there were 232 media executives between these companies and 277 million Americans as far as population goes. And by that statistic alone, that means one media executive controls 850,000 subscribers of information. We have millions more Americans now. So just think about that math. These are people that are controlling what the news says. This is a universally accepted news is where you get your information. They do not lie. They want what's best for you and they tell you the truth. That's something that's very scary because these six companies control 90%, if not more. I honestly think it's more now in my opinion, but they control where we get all of our information. Americans on average watch 153 hours of television a month. That is a lot. And you won't see this on the news, but TV has been shown in studies to have an impact on your brain and your thinking. I mean, they don't call it programming for no reason. Think about that programming. It literally programs you, but we never think anything of it. Just like television, it tells you a vision. 
I mean, have you ever wondered where the name came from? I mean, most of us don't even think twice about what things are called. As the internet has gotten bigger and bigger and bigger and you have content creators and everyday average people that are gaining followers and people that are pushing their experiences out there that contradict what the news is telling us. I believe that's one of the reasons why they started fact-checking because fact-checking controls how people absorb information. You might see something and think, oh my gosh, that's shocking. I didn't see that on the news. They add a fact-check label on there and then your brain automatically says, oh, well, you know, it was fact-checked, so this person just doesn't know what they're talking about. And I don't want to get off topic too much, but if you do research on fact checkers, you'll realize they're more of opinion checkers and they very much are a partisan group to push far left agenda. Candace Owens is actually suing fact checkers because of the propaganda and opinions and the lies that they have put out and even breaking it down to the most basic fundamental of fact checking. What makes these people qualified to fact check on all these things? Why do you think they put a CDC fact check anytime someone talks about a vaccine? Anytime someone mentions an adverse reaction or an opinion on vaccines, such as when doctors come forward that have different opinions than Dr. Fauci, they get taken down or they get labeled because they don't want you to get distracted from what they're telling you. They want you to only absorb information that the news tells you, that the government tells you. They don't want you to get your information from anywhere else. And it's very simple. Whoever controls the narrative controls the people. Whoever controls information can control the people and can program the people. And I'm not joking. It's something that's so serious that millions of people have now woken up to not trusting the media anymore. I used to always go to the news and turn on the TV at the end of the day to think, oh, well, that's sad or, oh, I can't believe that's happening. I never questioned anything until the last couple of years, until Trump came into office, which we'll get into later. So back to these six big companies. In 2010, the revenue for these big six was $275.9 billion. That's $36 billion more than Finland's GDP. We're talking about a country. It's enough money to buy every NFL team 12 times, and it's five times the government bailout of General Motors. Almost $300 billion. So these big six control 70% of cable. News Corp, who keep in mind is just one of these six companies, owns the top newspaper on three different continents, the Wall Street Journal, the Sun, and the Australian. In 2014, Time Warner was reported to have 178 million unique users read Time Warner News every single month. At the time, that was almost three times Google News. Now, when it comes to movies, that's a whole other rabbit hole to go down as far as propaganda being put into movies. I recently found out last year that some of our tax money was funding Hollywood. Ted Cruz had come out talking about how they would take away government funding from Hollywood. But why are tax dollars going to Hollywood movies anyways? Also, look up how much the CCP influences Hollywood. That is also another rabbit hole to go down. But as far as these six companies and movies go, the sales hit $7 billion in 2010. And movies have gotten bigger and bigger every year. $7 billion just in movies. That's two times the box office sales of the next 140 studios that come after that. A group of 140 different studios made $3.5 billion, where these conglomerates 
only six of them made $7 billion. Because of FCC deregulation and decades long of mergers and acquisitions, these six giant companies dominate our media. And unless regulations come back, they'll continue to control what almost 100% of Americans see, hear, or think is relevant, think is important. I've seen this topic be brought up so many different times, and I've wanted to talk about it for a long time. As I was gathering research to put together for this episode, it was quite difficult for me to find things. And like I said in my last episode, I don't use Google when it comes to research. I use DuckDuckGo or other search engines. And even with DuckDuckGo, I feel like when it came to getting information about the media, a lot of it was older information. There wasn't a whole lot of new information that I could pull. That's something alone that's very alarming. When a few companies control everything we see, we listen to, and we hear, they also have the ability to hide what we listen to and what we watch. It goes both ways. In essence, they control what Americans deem as important. And with every episode, don't just take what I say, do your own research. Data is always changing. Things are always changing. I do my best to give you as accurate information as I can find. But as I said a million times, we are at a war right now of misinformation. Truths are being called lies and lies are being called truth. And the only information worth digesting is the one that's being hidden from the people. And it seems like it gets harder every single day to find the truth. With enough money, anything can be bought from science to programming to books to studies. I remember someone telling me a joke one time and they were like, did you know that 70% of stats are made up on the spot? And I just kind of laugh because I'm like, haha, it's funny, you made it up right now. But there's actually a lot of truth to that and a lot of truth that has come out the last couple of years. I personally do not believe any statistics that the news puts out there. They can put whatever they want. In my exposing CNN video where Project Veritas showed video footage of a director from CNN talking about the propaganda, how they use fear, how they manipulate things, et cetera, et cetera. You can listen to that episode if you haven't. He talks about how they talk about things they don't know anything about. Now, I'm going to give you one example. Last week, CBS put up a poll after Biden gave a speech. In the poll, they claimed that 85% of viewers approved of Biden's speech and 15% disapproved. This is on April 28th. It turned out that the CBS poll that said 85% of Americans approved of Biden's joint address speech was a fraud. Holster YouGov surveyed 943 people, and out of those 943 people, only 169 were Republicans. Would you look at that? It reminds me of the election last year when they would put all of these different polls and surveys on the news saying, oh, people don't like Trump, and people think Biden's going to save the world, and blah, blah, blah. And I always thought to myself, who's taking these polls? I've never known anyone to take any of the polls. And even my gut instinct, I'm like, there's no way any of this is accurate. Anytime the big boss calls in to the network, such as CNN, the director says they have what he calls a Batman phone, which is really funny and also kind of scary. Anytime they call in and say, hey, we're going to push this agenda, all they have to do is put up a few fake numbers and people believe it. Everything regarding the mainstream media has to do with psychology. And it's been proven in many psychology studies that if you don't believe something, but everyone in the room around you does, If you're the only one sitting down while everyone else is standing up, eventually you'll start standing up. Most people will. It's psychology. 
So even if you're not in favor of something, but you see the news saying 85% of Americans, they approve of this, most people will eventually start to question themselves and then start to convince themselves that they believe in something they actually don't. I mean, how many people have worn masks even though they don't believe in masks? Even though in their gut, they're like, I have no proof that masks actually work except for the CDC and Dr. Fauci tells us to wear them. From the CDC's very own FAQ, they listed about COVID-19 that the CDC does not recommend that people who are healthy wear a face mask to protect themselves from respiratory diseases, including COVID-19. Face masks should be worn by people who show symptoms of COVID-19 to help prevent the spread of the disease to others. Yet, they still say we should wear masks. They contradict themselves. Mask boxes are literally coming with disclaimers on them now saying, this does not prevent you from getting or transmitting COVID-19. Yet, Dr. Fauci says, hey, you need to be wearing masks. The mainstream media is caught in lies and contradicting themselves even time and time again. One of my favorite examples was during COVID. So in April of 2020, the Washington Post wrote a whole article on how everyone wore masks during the 1918 flu pandemic and they were useless, saying we should not wear masks. Why are people wearing masks? They also wrote an article on how to prepare for coronavirus in the U.S. And it said, spoiler, are you not sick? No need to wear a mask. But in January of 2021, they wrote an article saying, opinion, everyone should be wearing N95 masks now. And they wrote many more articles. You can also find several other articles of the Washington Post writing that masks do work and that people should be wearing masks after these articles saying, hey, we checked history. They didn't work in the past. They won't work now. And you might say, oh, well, Amanda, like science changes and they are just having new studies. We have yet to see studies that masks work. Everything says they don't. Masks are a health hypothesis when it comes to COVID. I'll relink another file down below that I linked in my last episode. But even with this, most people don't do their own research. They go based off whatever news source that they listen to or that they watch or that they read tells them. And it's very dangerous because you form a society of people who listen to whatever information they absorb. Trusting the mainstream and not doing any outside independent research on what you're reading or what you're watching shuts down your critical thinking. You no longer think for yourself. If you listen to CNN or Fox or any news station and don't do your own research, you're not thinking. You're absorbing information and you're taking that for truth without questioning it. You cannot critically think unless you question things. Another recent example was with the New York Post. They posted an article on April 26th of 2021 the headline read, COVID surge swallowing people in India. Footage shows people dead in the streets. The image at the top of the article is people laying on the ground, appearing to be dead. What was the goal? To cause fear? To scare people? To show COVID is serious. Take this seriously. Look what's happening in India. Well, it turns out that the image was not from an ongoing COVID-19 outbreak in India. The image is from a video clip shot during a gas leak incident, which happened in May of 2020. Now, I've asked this before, but when are these news outlets going to be held accountable? I'll tell you when. They're not. Unless people stop absorbing, stop reading, they're not going to be held accountable. 
Now, is India experiencing a raging COVID outbreak? I don't know. I don't live there. I can't tell you. But I have seen videos of people living in India that have been going viral the last week saying, look, we're fine here. I watched one in particular of a woman showing around India because she lives there with her husband and there was no one dead on the street. She said, we're fine. Everything's fine here. But years ago, we couldn't connect with people around the world in an instant. We would take the news at its face value and say, oh, wow, that is terrible. But now the people can broadcast from anywhere. You can watch a video online on Instagram or TikTok from someone in another country in an instant. And I think that's something the news was not prepared for. Because in the past, you would never see videos of people on the ground unless it was on the news. But now we have social media platforms we can connect with people. So who are you going to believe? The people posting videos living in India showing you what they're going through or the news. I mean, most people are just conditioned and programmed to believe what the news tells them, even if it contradicts what they see with their own eyes. How crazy is that? It would be like the news reporting that your house burned down, but you go on Instagram and say, hey guys, I'm in my house, nothing's wrong, I don't know why they reported that, but people didn't believe you because CNN told them, no, they said that your house burned down. People no longer believe things they see with their own eyes unless it comes from the media, and that is terrifying. In 2019, it was reported that one-third of people believe media are the enemy of the people. Trump had tweeted that the media is the enemy of the American people. So, of course, the mainstream tried to blame Trump as they did with everything, saying, oh, people are only believing this because Trump is telling people and he's dangerous and he's toxic. Now, this was written in 2019, which means 33% of people believe that the media is the enemy. I would say if I had to guess at what percentage it is now after the last year that we've had, I would say it's closer to two-thirds, if not more, believe the media is the enemy of the people. I mean, who really listens to mainstream news sources anymore and takes it at face value? I personally haven't watched CNN probably since 2017, maybe even before, unless it was something that was a clip that was reposted where someone was making commentary. I don't even have cable. And I remember when I was in college, I used to go to like Yahoo News every day and read all of the top articles whenever I worked at a law firm part-time so I would get up to date with everything. I can't tell you the last time I've done that. Anytime I see articles being pushed by Google or Facebook now, I automatically know it's just all BS. I know there's some kind of propaganda or some narrative being pushed behind it. And once you wake up to the lies the media tells and how they just want to divide the people, you see everything so differently. I think one of the biggest red pills Biden has given to people who voted for him this year is the border crisis. We have a humanitarian crisis at the border. And if you look back to how the media reported on Trump during his administration regarding the border versus now, it is night and day when we have the most insane and terrible and heartbreaking border situation we've had in U.S. history. The Trump administration handed over a safe and secure border to the Biden administration. And whoever is controlling Biden, because we know Biden doesn't make any decisions, he can barely string a coherent sentence together. Whoever's controlling him, his puppet masters, they were set on reversing everything Trump had done. Had nothing to do with the people. When they came in, they wanted to reverse everything. They wanted Obama term number three. Because they don't care about the people. They care about doing it their way, finishing what they started under the Obama administration, one of the worst economies that we ever had. 
Manufacturing was outsourced. America was not independent. We didn't have as many manufacturing jobs. Unemployment was high. After this episode, take a link to a clip that I'll link in the description bar. It shows you the comparison between the Trump administration and Biden. It's just one short compilation, about a minute long, that tells you how they treated Trump versus Biden. For example, under Trump, it was kids in cages. It was saying that Trump was a dictator, that this was like the Holocaust, that it was like Nazi Germany. Under Biden, with more quote-unquote kids in cages, they changed it to migrant facilities under Biden. It's no longer kids in cages. Now you have more children in these cages, as they called it under Trump. The media won't even address the border crisis. They're only saying, I think it's really dangerous that people that are working there are leaking videos. Why is it that it's dangerous for us to see what's happening, but you won't report on what's actually going on there? That is terrifying. It's disgusting to think about. The media only cares about itself and the people that pay them. Have you ever realized that big corporations, big media, they all support Democrats? They're all partisan. They all support the left. And anyone who's conservative is censored or shunned. I mean, if the media doesn't like you, all they have to do is get all of their media platforms to blast articles about how bad of a person you are. We've seen it done time and time again. If you're conservative and the media doesn't like you, all they have to do is send it out to all of their platforms, all of their news articles, their media articles, their news stations, and put a hit piece out on you. And that's what they did to Trump during his entire administration. They manufactured this hatred of Trump. People were fed all of these lies and cut up clips of Trump for four years. And for people who trust the news, they really hated Trump. It's only now that people are getting to see the Biden administration, they're like, oh my gosh, Trump was actually not that bad. Trump actually did so much for this country. And they only realize that now as the country starts to fall apart. Look at the Arizona Maricopa County audit going on right now. The news is not covering it. This type of audit has never been done in US history, but the media doesn't cover it. The only time they've mentioned anything is when they call these people conspiracy theorists. Why are they trying to undermine democracy? You see, the media uses all of these big words and they end up saying a lot of things, but when you break it down, they really said nothing. It's all a bunch of fluff to make you think that they're good people, that they really care about you, that they're here to bring you the truth. They care about the people when in reality, they don't care about the people. I remember watching this compilation of news channels all around the U.S., and they were all in different states, and they all said the exact same thing. And they overlaid all of the audios of all of these news stations. I mean, it wasn't just two, three, 10, 20. It was like at least 50 news stations, all saying the exact same thing. And it sounded like a robot. It was so scary listening to it. And I remember watching that being like, wow, how could anyone trust the news? They're all reading the same script. But why would every news station read the same thing? Because they're programming. They're literally called programming. I mentioned fact checkers earlier, and I think fact checkers are very dangerous. They change how you absorb information, and they use their opinions to tell you something is true, and a lot of people believe that it's true. PolitiFact is partisan. They are a very liberal company, and they are doing a lot of the fact checking. Let me give you an example. So when it comes to Biden... PolitiFact fact checks about Biden 106 times. Now, what about fact checks of Biden, of things he said? 
to that 106 times, they fact-checked Biden himself only 13 times. They fact-check other people 10 times more when they say anything about Biden versus what Biden actually says. Have you noticed on social media, if you want to post something bad about Democrats, it's automatically taken down or censored or has a fact check. But if you want to say something bad about Trump or conservatives, it's left out. It's not considered hate speech if you hate conservatives, right? That's what the liberal media says. When you look at Gina Carano, who was fired from The Mandalorian because she's conservative, she talked about how the division in our country is similar to the Holocaust. And she gave facts about the Holocaust, and she talked about how hating your neighbor because of the way they vote is very dangerous. So she was let go. But her co-star, Pedro Pascal, had called Trump supporters literally Nazis. He'd also posted kids in cages, saying the Trump administration did that. And the photo he posted of kids in cages was actually in Pakistan. It wasn't even in America. Another lie. But what happened to Pedro Pascal, who said awful things about conservatives, very hateful things about conservatives, and awful things about Trump? Well, he got a promotion, and he got another show. Gina, who said to love everyone and to do your own research, she was fired because she's conservative, because she doesn't go with the Hollywood mainstream. You see, the mainstream media only cares about control and power. They bank on the fact that you will accept and believe everything they tell you because they have clout, they have status, they have credibility. They've been around for so long. But the truth is, sheep have to be fed information. Lions hunt for information. Everyone listening to this, I want you to be a lion. I want you to hunt for information, to research, question everything, do your own thinking. Don't let the media think for you. Don't be a sheep that goes to feed anything and everything they tell you. The last four years, we had an administration who was absolutely destroyed by the media. Every day, Trump administration was destroyed, Trump in particular, by the mainstream media, calling him every awful name in the book by manipulating and cutting clips. That was one of the first things that woke me up. When I saw how much the media hated Trump, I thought, why do they hate him so much? The last four years, we had the best economy that we ever had, the lowest unemployment rates, manufacturing was brought back. I mean, our country was booming. And when COVID hit, we should have had a worse economy than we did. But Trump countered every move. Our economy continued to thrive. And yes, people lost their jobs and it's heartbreaking, but many jobs came back. While many people struggled, our economy bounced back very quickly, even under restrictions. So what narrative did the media push? Racism, division. You see, the media pushed all last year and continues into this year that America is racist. All white people are racist, according to the media. Common sense tells you that we're all human. Regardless what we look like, we're human. But not the media. The media doesn't use common sense. It doesn't use humanity. The media says, well, if you don't see color, you're racist. Why? Because they want everyone to see color. They want us to all be divided, whether we are white, black, Hispanic, Asian. They want us to see our differences as bad things. I mean, if they wanted to unite people, instead of trying to cancel gender, they would cancel race. Because if you canceled race, guess what? What does that mean? Everyone would be united. But they don't want that. When it comes to seeing the media's lies, you just have to ask yourself questions. Why does the media never show cops and black Americans working together? Why does the media tell you that black people can't be racist, but black cops are racist? Last summer, when news stations started going on and reporting from these riots and BLM and Antifa burning down cities and breaking into buildings, 
They literally titled it Mostly Peaceful Protests. That is not a mostly peaceful protest. Those were riots, which is against the Constitution, which is illegal. You cannot riot. Peacefully protesting is great. Riots are not. You were literally watching news anchors sitting in front of a burning building saying, these are mostly peaceful, and people still believe it. If you can watch a building burn down and say, oh, yeah, they're right, it's mostly peaceful, you need to go check yourself. You need to go have a mental health examination to ask yourself why you're just believing this when your eyes are seeing something differently than what you're being told. And I mean this in the nicest way possible. If you find yourself not being able to think outside the news, just shut off the news for a while. I promise you, you will be so much happier. You will start thinking for yourself again. Don't let the media think for you. Ask yourself, when has the media ever said anything bad about Biden? Never. Even Kamala, never. Instead, they talk about what kind of ice cream he likes. They talk about the kind of socks he wears. Anytime I see a mainstream article headline, I automatically assume the opposite is true. If you find yourself agreeing with the mainstream media, big corporations, celebrities, and billionaire tech owners, you're not a part of the fight for freedom. You're not on the side of the people because none of these organizations care about the people. As one of America's founding fathers, Patrick Henry, said, the Constitution is not a document for the government to restrain the people. It's an instrument for the people to restrain the government. If you find yourself agreeing with all of these big companies that control everything, you're not part of the resistance. Thanks for tuning in to Liberty Before Lipstick. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please don't forget to give it a subscribe, a like to download this episode. Also, share it with a friend, share it far and wide, share it with someone who needs to hear this. You can also follow me on my other social media platforms on YouTube and Instagram at Amanda Ensing. It would mean the world to me. And if you want to support my work, head over to makemakeupgreatagain.com. I hope everyone has a blessed week and I'll catch you in my brand new episode on Thursday.